What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's another Sunday, and as one well knows, the show just don't go till you've had your daily hello. Hit that music, boys. Where did the tunes go? Thank you. Bingo. Good afternoon, my fellow. Ain't you a peachers? Happy, happy Sunday. It's the 197th day with 168 still to go in 2023. It's National Corn Fritters Day, and that encourages us to fry up a batch of these crispy, flavorful bites of corn and batter. Yum. The main ingredients include corn, duh, meal, eggs, milk, and butter. While they may have originated in the South, corn fritters can easily be changed up with peppers, onions, or herbs to give them a natural regional flair. Yes, ma'am. It's also National Personal Chef Day, and that recognizes the dedication and hard work of professional chefs across the United States. There's a difference between a personal chef and a private chef. A a private chef usually works exclusively for one client and typically lives in the person's home or on the property. A personal chef may have many clients run their own business or work for a company. It's also National Yesery, You Scream Ice Cream, National Ice Cream Day. That offers up every flavor on the menu to honor the day. Culinary folks point to Naples, Italia, as the birthplace of the first ice cream. They give credit to Antonio Latini. He was born in 1642 and created a milk-based sorbet. What do you call a dog on the beach in the summer? A hot dog. Oh, that was bad. Terribly bad. Muchly terribly bad. Kill the tunes, boys. That was bad. All right. Now, what's not going to be bad today is, that's right, today's show. And for today's show, Ain't You a Peach is proud to present... 
what did I did? I read it down just so I wouldn't forget. NDEs and the pit with the return E. And the return E will be in just a little bit. Let's kick this baby off. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Happy Sunday. I'm Leprechaun. I shall be your, uh, one of your entertainers, I hope, uh, host for uh, the next 50-something minutes, hopefully. And today it's NDEs, not NDAs. That's the uh, non-disclosure agreement. These are quite the opposite. These are near-death experiences. Yeah, I kind of thought, wow, that's really super cool. Let's see what we can find out about near-death experiences, shall we? All right, let's kick it off. Uh, naturally, Apex Times, or Epic Times, Alpic Times, and uh, it's a premium featured, and it's uh, Angela Bright and Emma Yu were the authorists, and it's from a February of what year? Yep, you guessed it, 20 and a 23. Sometimes you just got to wonder about them boys. They don't uh, seem to be on the ball all that much all the time. What do I know? All right, now let's kick this baby off. Uh, first, holy sugars. Let's see, I thought I had that completely turned off. Hi, more noise in the beginning. In the beginning. I forgot to uh, mute the stopwatch because that's how I know when to do commercials. All right. Uh, their story, Does Life Flash Before the Eyes Upon Dying? There's a study that uh, suggests patterns of waves recorded in the brain at dying. Ooh. Death has always been a mystery to human beings. What could people see or feel when they are dying? No one knows. Scientists who record the brain waves of dying patient may have insights into that mystery. When using uh, continuous electrocephalograph, that's EEG, to record the brain waves of an 87-year-old epileptic man, an international team of scientists monitored his brain activity as he suffered a heart attack and died. Wow. They just stood around and watched. Well, he was 87. Uh, the study was published in the February 2022. 2022, boys. Boys. 2022. Thank you. Uh, issue of Front Aging Neuroscience. Hmm, what a mouthful. Uh, the brain waves highly active after cardiac arrest. Dr. Amigen Azamer, a neurosurgeon at the University of Louisville, that's up the road here for me, he took part in the study and said specific patterns of brain waves appear in a patient's brain 30 seconds before and after the heart stopped beating. So just before he went memory glands to the sky and just after his uh, brain was still working. So 30 seconds before, 30 seconds after. So we know you still got a minute in your brain whilst you're expiring. Wow, that's kind of a scary thought. Think about all the stuff that you could dream. When you have a dream, how long do they last? No one really knows, but wow, a minute is quite a long time. Let's go back to the story and quit me babbling. The general... <clears throat> The generating oscillations involved in memory retrieval, the brain may be playing 
a last recall of important life events just before we die, similar to the ones reported in near-death experiences. See, that's why we doing the rest of the show on near death. We're going to them right after this one. Now, a uh, 2013 study, I don't have one that goes back that far, published in the National Academy of Science found that all nine mice in the experiment had highly active brain waves for 30 seconds after cardiac arrest. This is strikingly similar to what Zimmer's team found in their patients near death. So now we have white mice, I presume there were white mice because otherwise it would have been racist, uh, being hooked up and croaked out and getting brain activity and then the actual individual patient who volunteered. Now, Mr. Zimmer's team, I wonder, do you think they had him on a uh, roll and go since he was getting ready to be gone pillow? Because they could have gotten a simple, simple, easy peasy. All they had to do is go to mypillow.com, scroll over a little bit down there on the right hand side, that's a side, uh, where it says radio specials. Click on that box and use the promo code Mojo50 when you check out. <laughs> How appropriate for Zimmer's story. And get you a roll and go pillow, get you the bed sheets, the slippers. You can get the jammies, but I think you can only get them on sale in 3X, but I'm not sure. But if that's the case, hey, just scissor them down and make, you know, three pair out of them. What do I know? All I know for certain is mypillow.com over down radio specials and at checkout Mojo 5.0. That's right. That's Mojo 5.0. Back to the show. All right, now, near-death experiences. See, that's where we're going with the rest of the stories. And, and, coming up after the break, yep, 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 after the break, we have an actual live breathing returnee, someone that has been to the other side and returned. Ooh, wouldn't that be cool? But that's coming up after the break, and we're not to the break yet. Near-death experience. Look back on their lives. Now, the phenomena of looking back on the life just before or while dying has happened to many near-death experiencers. There's a Daniel Brinkley, author of Saved by the Light, and he wrote about his two near-death experiences. After his publication in 1994, the book was listed as a bestseller by, you got it, New York Times for five consecutive months. That's quite a while. Now, Brinkley recalled to readers his first experience on September 17th, 75. I was around then. I didn't know the guy. Uh, during a storm that hit Aiken, South Carolina. Ooh, South Carolina. Uh, our returnee is from North Carolina. The 25-year-old Brinkley was at home talking on the phone with a friend when a bolt of lightning struck him through the telephone line, throwing him into the air. Well, after experiencing immense heat and pain, Brinkley says he felt his soul leave his body and that he felt bathed in peace and tranquility. He said he floated in the air, watching his family and friends panic and give him first aid. He saw ambulance rush in, take his body to the hospital. Brinkley's soul went through a tunnel into a place of light. Wow. 
Brinkley goes on to say, then he began to look back on the 25 years of his life, seeing even the tiniest detail. He was surprised to find that he could relate to the feelings of the other people affected by incidents he was involved in. Wow. Uh, Brinkley grew up in a unrestrained and was a bully who took pleasure in fighting and humiliating others. Wow, what a nice guy. So the lightning, the good Lord bit him. In reviewing his history, he felt firsthand the panic, fear, panic, and helplessness felt by his victims. Wow. In one such memory, Brinkley shot and killed a North Vietnamese officer during the Vietnam War. That happens. In his near-death experience, Brinkley felt the confusion that the officer felt when he was shot in the head. Wow, you'd think he wouldn't feel much. As well as the helplessness and sorrow that he could not see his family again from the guy he shot. Wow. Uh, What's more, he felt the pain the officer's family felt felt for years after they learned of his death. When the flashback finished, he was overwhelmed with remorse and shame. After returning to the mortal world, Brinkley changed himself completely and did everything he could to help others. Wow. So he saw he was a meanie bad guy and swapped it all around and did good. Cool. Other near-death experiences that are not uncommon... The term near-death experience was coined by Dr. Raymond Moody, oh, cool, a renowned psychologist and professor at the University of Nevada. In 75, Moody published Life After Life, a book based on his study of 100 patients who had experienced clinical death and then came back to life. He shared their experiences about the world after death in their own words. Since then, much more scientific research has been conducted on near-death experiences. A whole bunch more stories coming up, too. In 2014, no sounders that far back either, published in Frontiers in Human Neuroscience, researchers studied 190 near-death experiences with different characteristics, including those that occurred after non-life-threatening incidents, such as sleep, meditation, and faith as well as near-death experiences that occurred during coma. Ooh, keep that in mind, coma, caused by lack of oxygen, trauma, or disease. Uh-huh, keep that in mind. It might be, that might be later in the second half of the show. Now, several similarities were found in the near-death experiences, including seeing bright lights, the sensation of being outside of one's body, and flashes of past events. The most frequent near-death experience reported by 89 to 93% of the participants in each category was a feeling of peace or pleasantness. Wow. A fact that may be surprising to some is that many people have near-death experiences. A study published in Psychiatry... In 1993, estimated that about 5% of the adult U.S. population has had a near-death experience. Wow. That's 30 to 40% of individuals who come close to death. Wow. In 2001, a Dutch study published in The Lancet found that of 344 patients who were successfully resuscitated after cardiac arrest, 62 or 18% reported having a near-death experience. Wow. 
So NREs seem to be quite the uh, prevalent and common thing. Jeez. Now, here's a uh, Hong Kong writer who shares his miraculous near-death experience. Uh, Chip Tao, a Hong Kong writer, recounted his 94 miraculous near-death experience in an interview on YouTube. I didn't know that. And let's see, it was on the channel of Stephen Chan Chi Wan, chief advisor of commercial radio Hong Kong. Tao recalled that in 94, when he was 36, he was taken to a hospital dying after a serious car accident. After 15 hours of emergency surgery, the doctors told him that all medical options had been exhausted and now it was up to your willpower. As he lay dying, Tao saw a large sea in front of him with golden and pink lotus flowers and big as round as tables floating in the sea. He also heard satras being chanted in his ear. Tao said the experience was very clear and real as if there was a force pushing him over, but there was also a voice inside him telling him not to cross over because he had so many unfinished underlings to do, undertakings, underlings. (laughs) It was a feeling of fear, this is quote, it was a feeling of fear, but also peace, he said. I kept asking myself, it would be comfortable to cross over those lotus flowers would take me to the place like a boat. Now, the famous writer also experienced several things that even science couldn't explain. As he lay in the ICU, uh, Tao could hear his parents discussing his treatment and whether to hire a second chest doctor to join the team. He also heard his parents crying. Now, half a month later, Tao was moved to ICU to General Ward. When his parents came to visit me, he told them that while he was unconscious, he heard them discussing hiring a specialist. His father said that it was true, but was surprised because they had discussed it in the hotel room away from the hospital. And how could you possibly hear that so far away, the father asked. Yet Tao was assured that he was not hallucinating since he heard the conversation clearly and could even repeat it. Now, another miraculous event was that when Sal was in ICU, his friends came to visit him. That was nice of them. The next day, Tao saw these friends visit him again, wearing the same clothes and speaking the same words. Tao felt very strange. After inquiring, he learned that he foresaw his friends visiting the next day in his near-death experience. Wow. Now, these experiences gave Tao a deeper understanding of the meaning of life and death, having seen these things in the future and left this space. There should be another place for people after death. That's what he said. Later in his life, Tao had two more brushes with death, which gave him a new view on life, space, time, and afterlives. His experience also made him believe that there is a higher force above mankind. Now that I can wholeheartedly believe. Uh, Definitely more going on above us and around us than we know. And, you know, just because stuff looks like it's getting to be bad and well frankly stuff is kind of getting bad you never know what's going to happen you should be prepared 
And you know, you can prepare. Simple, easy peasy. All you do is go to prepare with Mojo 5 Yep, that's prepare with Mojo 5 It's easy to remember, right? Prepare with Mojo 5 And uh, right now, the three month is on sale. And also, I believe the three week is on sale. Now, the three month is like 100 bucks off. And it's way affordable. Get on over there. That's prepare with Mojo 5 Yep. Get there and uh, get you some grub and store it away. And it's complete meals, 2,000 calories, snacks, drinks, everything. Get on over there. Can't go wrong. Prepare with Mojo Favo. Back to the show we go because it'll be broke time here pretty quick. Now, here's one. Uh, same location, Epic Times by N-D-E-R-F. Nerf. Nerdif? No, Nerdif. It's N-D-E-R-F. Well, okay. From December of, uh, 20 and 22. 22, we have that. Thank you. And, uh, okay. The headline? Female student recalls leaving body after doctors fails to save her life, but returns and wakes up in the morgue. Now that, I wouldn't want to dead. I wouldn't want to, yeah, no, that would be scary. A computer programmer student was undergoing surgery in Costa Rica when she died. Experienced the afterlife, then returned to her body in the morgue. So it took her a couple of minutes. Garcelinda H., they didn't give her whole name, just Castellina H. Shares her story on the near-death experience, our research foundation website, and her story has been verified. It starts off, during surgery, I saw doctors working fast on me. They were agitated. They took my vital signs, did CPR. Everybody began to leave the room slowly. I didn't understand why they were acting like that. Everything was quiet. I decided to get up. Only my doctors stood in the same place looking at my body. I decided to get closer. I was standing near him. I could feel he was sad and his soul was in pain. I remember touching his shoulder, then he left. My body began to elevate and elevate. I can say taken by a strange force. It was great. My body was getting lighter and lighter. While going through the roof of the surgery room, I discovered how I could move anywhere I wanted. I was pulled to a place where the clouds were bright, a room or space. All around me was light, very bright, and filling my body with energy, filling my chest with happiness. I looked at my arms, and they were the same shape as human arms, a different material. The material was a white gas mixed with a white glow, silver glow, pearly glow around my body. It was beautiful. I had no mirror to see my face, but I could feel my face was pretty. I saw my arms and my legs had white, simple, long dress of light. My voice was a teenager mixed with the tone of a voice of a child. Suddenly a light brighter than my body approached me. His light It was making me blind. He said a very fine voice. You're not going to be able to continue. I remember, whoops, it jiggled. I hate when that happens. 
I remember taking his same language with my mind. He spoke with his mind, too. As I cried because I didn't want to go back, he picked me up, held me. He was quiet the whole time. He gave me strength. I felt love and energy. There is no love and strength in this whole world to compare to that. He said you were sent here by mistake. Somebody's mistake. You need to go back. To come here, you need to accomplish many things. Try to help several people. In the morgue, I opened my eyes. Everything around me was metal doors, people on metal tables. One body had another body on top of it. I recognized the place. I was in the morgue. I felt ice on my eyelids. My body was cold. I couldn't feel anything. I wasn't even able to move my neck or walk. I felt sleepy. Two or three hours later, I heard voices, and I opened my eyes again. I saw two male nurses. I knew I had to make eye contact with them. I barely had the strength to break going into break. Bummer, she didn't finish her. But she came back, and she helped people. Okay, uh, after the break, we have a special guest coming up right here in just two minutes. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like I'm going to finish her story. Wow, that was really cool. And she goes on to say, uh, the doctors explained to her that I was sent there to the morgue by mistake. They helped me walk again and with therapy. Wow. One of the things that she learned is there's no time to waste doing the wrong things. We need to do everything good for our sake. On the other side, it's like a bank. You save so much, you'll get that much in the end. Ah, poor gal. So she came back. Wow. Do good. That was the message she brought back. See you in two, folks. Brought to you by the creators of Venezuelan Dream Vacations and Chernobyl Tropical Tours. Liberal Ideas LLC is proud to present the Ukrainian Adventure Vacation. This package features an all-inclusive stay in a mostly radiation-free, bombed-out, rustic, turn-of-the-century hostel. Your package includes sparkling bottled water and authentic survivalist-style ready-to-eat meals that are sure to get you in the spirit of this adventure. Each room comes equipped with two U.S.-donated AR-15 weapons of war and a case of ammo along with two shoulder-fired Stinger missiles. And you can play your very own live-action game of Frogger with Russian tanks. Don't miss out on this incredible adventure vacation. Book yours today. Vacation with a purpose. Save the Ukraine. Visit LiberalIdeasLLC.com right now. Book today. The first 500 guests receive their very own Build Back Better Pride Camo. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't 
don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-931-2032. That's Five years back, 1996. You do the math. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So more than that, more than 25, a little bit. Um, I was in a coma for three months. Um, They told my family that if I woke up, I'd be on a feeding tube and a vegetable to have no quality of life. Um, The day... They decided to pull the plug and not keep me on life support. I woke up. Uh, yeah, it's a um, pretty crazy story. Um, my grandmother was alive still then, and uh, she had a Methodist preacher at her small church where she lived in STEM, North Carolina. And she um, was still in school at Duke where I was hospitalized. Um, and she would come by when she went to class and just, you know, sit with me a minute and pray over me and that kind of thing. And the night before they were going to have the goodbye ceremony to pull the plug, she came by and she said, Jesus told her to put her hands on my stomach and sing Amazing Grace. And she did. And I woke up about four hours later. Wow. Yeah. Um I think this is the first time I've ever told this story without <laughs> crying because um, it, it makes the hairs on my arms still stand up. Um, I actually coded out seven times in my during my hospital stay and 
when I was brought to the hospital in Lewisburg, North Carolina, little teeny hospital. Uh, they life-flighted me to Duke about four days later, um, and I was uh, out of it for three months. Um, I uh, took me several months to learn to walk and talk and recalculate again. And as time goes on, I remember more things, and my brain is getting better. Do have a little bit of uh, brain damage from uh, just the uh, you know dying seven times for right. a second. Any? Did you experience the tunnel like we've like? Which um, I didn't. I did your life go before your eyes? I didn't see my life go before my eyes. I remember after waking up, I have memories of. I felt like I was like with Jesus. I really do. I felt like I was kind of sitting in his lap. Okay. Actually, I was pretty angry that I had got sent back here. <laughs> uh -oh. You know, I used to, I used to say, um, hell was afraid I'd take over and God didn't want me. So here I am back on earth. <laughs> oh Lord. You can't take huh? <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of, um, a lot of anger with God after, I woke up. Um, I felt like I was in the perfect place. And then, you know, to have to be thrown back to earth with all the pain of, go, you know, laying for three months, just the, the muscles and the, the bottoms of my feet. Um, I remember about, it was probably a month and a half after I got out of the hospital. My dad, who lives on Lake Gaston, threw a party up there. And he has these long platforms down to the water. And the bottoms of my feet that weekend hurt so bad just from walking on that wood and having not walked for a long time and having not been barefoot for a long time. And just the little minutiae type things, um, it is hard. But uh, just I was kind of mad that I'm, I'm still here. But he sent me here for what's going on in this world right now, I believe. Right. Uh, I believe I have unique experience with. Um, uh, the trafficking situation. Um, I was an abused kid and, um, I know those feelings of anger and those, you don't know where to put those feelings. When you finally get to a safe place, it makes you act out in all these crazy ways as far as relationships with a potential partner, the opposite sex, et cetera. Um, it also makes you look for the wrong things in a, you know, potential partner because you were taught at such a young age that this is the way it's supposed to be. And that's not the way it's supposed to be, that yeah. kind of thing. So I really hope to um, help in that area. I got kind of waylaid, took a side trip with OUR and it didn't go well. So I'm, I'm trying to get back up on my feet with serving saints and, um, try to do some good out there because it's not slowing down. Right. It is. Now, you said you I mean, out seven times. So you passed over on seven separate occasions. Right. I coded like they had to shock me out. You know, I flatlined. Right. And so they had to, yeah, shock me back awake. And this happened when I was in Lewisburg at that hospital before they life flighted me to do. Um, and I don't know. If it was all in one day or I, I don't have any idea. I just know it was seven times. Um, it, uh, 
it, it's kind of scary to think about. I, I don't think about it much anymore because I've, you know, I've been going and going for 20 plus years now. Right. Um, I used to think about it a lot. I used to really be self-conscious of the scar on my neck where my trach was. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, nobody notices anymore. When I first got out and it was all red and, and um, rough looking, kids would say, what happened to you? You know, <laughs> and um, I wore scarf a lot. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I kind of settled in my mind that feel like I was probably in heaven or at least in some kind of, I was with God and he was guiding me through this, you know, um, to right. go back the other way type of thing, you know, <laughs> don't go near the light, go the other way. Which is, um, which is pretty much what the, you know, of the stories that I had been doing prior to you coming on this afternoon or you know, this other half, that's what mm -hmm. the people were saying. Uh, one of the guys said he saw an ocean with, you know, lotus blossoms and if he would have gotten out of the lotus blossom, it would have taken him like a boat to the other side and continued. Right. He didn't. I think it's very uh, unique what each person, but it's all the same type imagery. It's always crossing from one plane to the next, I guess. Right. Um, I felt very much the same. I don't have any clear image of, you know, the transportation mode. I'm trying to remember. Um, just on his one, everybody else is pretty much, it's, you know, a tunnel or bright lights or they, they floated out and they watched them being, you know, their, their body being. Worked now, I think I did do that. I, I think when I first went in the hospital that I was kind of hovering because it seems like I can see me laying there a few times. And even after I was at Duke, um, because another thing left, I didn't know the woman that put her hands on my stomach. Mm -hmm. It was a new pastor for my grandmother in those little bitty churches. The, the Methodist church sends students to the outskirts. Right. So they get a new pastor every year. And I had never met this woman. But I had all these cards and letters when I woke up and mom was showing them to me and I couldn't talk yet. And when I came to Jean Allen's business card, I looked at mom and I pointed that and I was like, call her. You got to call her. I need to call her. She's the one that saved my life. I knew that. Like, and I'd never met her before. Right. So I was aware uh, of certain things. Um <laughs> I remember Oprah a lot. So whoever my nurse was at four o'clock in the afternoon, I think she must have watched Oprah every day because I can remember snippets of Oprah. Also, my older sister would come and play Alison Krauss's uh, album or CD. And I knew every word to every song on the album when I woke up. And I don't think I had ever heard it before that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just things like that. Um, and I love Alison Krauss to this day still. I had, I don't think I'd ever heard of her at all. So, um, I love her, um, from Oh brother, where art thou down to the river? Uh, Bray. Um, yeah. That song yeah. gives me goosebumps. She's got uh, some really good ones. Her voice is incredible. Very much so. Now in the hospital there, you said your, your family was there with you and you remember everybody. Were, were they drinking American Pride Roasters? Because, I mean, that is about the best coffee. And if you're trying to get somebody, you know, that's, hey, in a coma, you can't get much more down and out than that. And, you know, American Pride Roasters, and they've got all kinds of Might wake them up. 
That's yeah, right. They'd get been a cure. Funky and perky. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think they were open that long ago, but I would certainly suggest it now. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you can find American Pride Roasters coffee. Simple. All you have to do is go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com, and they have all kinds of flavors. There's the Frederick Douglass, the Thomas Jefferson. Uh, there's Brad's Brown Bag. Oh, my God, I got it out without flubbing that one. Ron's <laughs> uh, Chocolate. Uh, Watson's uh, White uh, Chocolate Caramel. And... Uh, all of those are hosts on uh, Mojo. I like that Doc's Bacon Blast. That's one of my favorites. It's just got this little hint of bacon at the end. Mm, that would be good. And uh, you can get it, too. Now, you can't get any, you know, they don't have a peach coffee. Of course, peach coffee just doesn't. Uh. But now, if he could make a peach tea, he could make an eight you a peach tea and add to the line. Yeah. I'll bet you that would sell really, really good. I mean, we have all of what, three listeners? Hey, everybody. And, uh, yeah, ain't you a PhD? If you guys want to just send, start sending DM notes there in Twitter or Facebook and say, hey, we need some ain't you a PhD. And we go on a cold day, hot day, whatever day. That's if you're a tea drinker. Yeah, ain't you a PhD. But get your coffee, AmericanPrideRoasters.com. It's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Good coffee. Yeah, and now, see, I've never... I've never been, and well, I've been in situations that probably were close, but I've never checked out and come back. And right. when I did my paperwork. I said, yeah, if I check out, I'm old, I'm fat, I'm, you know, funny looking. Don't bother bringing me back. You're too now. young for a DNR, dude. And that's what I signed. A DNR, do not resuscitate. I, see ya when I go. Oh, I'm up to you. <laughs> well, there's... Yeah. What's the point? I, mean, what's... Wait, I would miss you. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just hell. I'm old. There's no point. You know, yeah, I check out. I check out. But I have yet to have that happen. I haven't gotten close. Knock right. On, knock on, knock on wood. wood. You know. <laughs> yeah. So in that regards, I've been fortunate, but. There's lots and lots of stories of people that have. And like I said, you coded seven times. Seven times um, in that first four days. Um, and it was peaceful and calm when you checked out and serene. That's what everybody seems to say. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I was, I I felt so, so at ease and just, I'm, I have kind of a hyper nervous that's just my personality. My that's what I do. I freak out. I, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of spastic, I guess you could say. Um, and it was just amazing to just be. Everything was just okay. Copacetic, chill, cool. That's what I remember. And then having to come back to this chaotic world was was a was upsetting. It was upsetting. Mm -hmm. I was angry for for a little while. <laughs> Well, I can see where it would be, you know, where you go from from home, all nice and everything's, you know, roses and unicorns to mm -hmm. reality. Rainbows and puppies, and then you got to come back to Earth right. reality. <laughs> it, um, it, it's, uh, yeah, I, I got over that a long time ago, and um, me and God are cool now. <laughs> okay. um, I, I, I know he sent me back here. Um, I don't know. One of my grandkids might save the world someday. 
anything's possible. You know, help others seems to be the predominant message brought back from, you know, the story yeah. I did earlier. Everybody seems to kind of go, well, they sent me back and said, you know, pay it forward, help others, which is yeah, a good thing. I don't see a downside to that. That's how it used to be anyway. We didn't need alphabet agencies to take care of one another because community the government didn't care do it. We other. did it. I know for yeah. me growing up, everybody on my block knew everybody on my block. Yeah. Now, yeah. Everybody was running in and out of each other's houses like for we the, all lived there. I mean, yeah. The kids, the yeah. kids were the same, you know, if the kids were compatible, yeah. You know, you were yeah. in this house, that house, and the other. But in us kids all running the neighborhood, if you will, if mm -hmm. we were fire trucking up down at this end of the street, they came out, picked us up by the ear, walked our little asses back home and said, did you know little Johnny? In my case, it was Stevie. And yeah. Stevie was down here, you know, yeah. his tally when I heard the man. cat. Well... I get my ass beat because I was down there Not doing, doing what you're stuff I shouldn't have been, and then I got caught because I was down there doing crap that I shouldn't have had and knew better. <laughs> so you got doubly beat. But everybody yeah. knew everybody. Once a year, generally during the summertime, of course, Southern California is always summer for the most part, but we would have a block get-together where it was a group potluck. They would have a football game where all the sons would play the dads and all the wives would get all the grub together. Or, uh -huh. you know, or the, and then after yeah, block was over, everybody would be dancing, literally dancing in the street. Street, yep. Yeah. Have music and just block it. Yeah, block party or cul-de-sac party. Exactly. Depending on exactly. what your situation was. And in those days, if you screwed up in school, the teacher whooped your ass, sent you to the principal, the principal whooped your ass, called your parents, and your and parents, parents whooped your ass when you got So you pretty and much. see how well behaved we are now, Ma'am? <laughs> right? See how well behaved we are and how well behaved the little ones are? The, the world turned, and we rode bicycles without helmets, knee pads, or elbow pads, too. On the, I, I mean, and I would ride up to the store, which was like five miles away, right? Pretty good ways away. Eight, ten years old, I'm riding all the way up to, you know, Guest Road. <laughs> a liquor store there on the corner, probably maybe a half mile. It was, we were kind of towards the end of the block, so it was the rest of the way up the block, down mm -hmm. about a block, and there was a bigger store. store. I mean, yeah. I had gone up and 10, 11 years old, go up, get a pack of Viceroy's for my mom, give them the money, bring the cigarettes back home to mom. Mm -hmm. I have Nobody done that harassed too. me. For my mom. Nobody <laughs> tried to steal me off of the street, mm -hmm. you know? It's, yeah. it's as nuts and crazy as it is today. And I know that's why my daughter and son-in-law are so overprotective of their kids. They just don't trust other people. And as as adorable as those three are, I don't blame them. Right. Well, no, they, you know, that we're way off topic, but. Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah, I try to stay lighthearted for the most part, but. Right. I think, I don't know, um, when feelings became more important than 
actions is when we really or then then principles and truth more important than truth right I, you, it's not your reality there is reality and there is that is it it, it, it either is the truth or it's not and the further we get away from God in the Bible and uh, and nature's eternal truth, um, the worse this is going to get. And um, I just, you know, in the Bible, it says the devil wants us to be androgynous and all be the same. And so does communism. So does Marxism. True. It, 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 it's it's kind of crazy how it's it's all kind of linked to what they wrote down 3000 years ago in the Bible, right. um, this stuff, uh, just everything that's going on that well, and in every great society, it all through time, what has made, what has brought them down is nihilism or, uh, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. right? And then you, then the Germans with the nihilism, the Greeks, same thing with the, uh, what do they call them, page boys or whatever. Um, when they started, you know, they had wives, but they also had these little boys around. That's when right. the Greeks fell. And then the Romans, same type thing. I don't know what it was called in that culture, but, and look what they're doing again. Right. Well, <laughs> Saw something on line this morning. This grown man, a Democrat candidate, this guy called him. In, um, on the internet trying to meet a 14-year-old boy. Right. That was crazy. Right. So, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if we'll survive it. The world has got great. Well, we just have to get back to our roots. Now, see, now, here's one where uh, a woman died from cancer, and she saw everything from outside of her body, and then uh -huh. she comes back, and she doesn't have cancer anymore. From uh, February... Uh, 2006, Anita Morajan, wow, what her name, she's in an right. intensive care unit of a hospital in her home city of Hong Kong, and she was in a coma, just like you were, her eyes uh -huh. were swollen shut, her breathing was labored, she had open lesions dotting her skin, massively enlarged lymph nodes and organs failing, her frail body had been ravaged by Hopkins lymphoma, yet wow, seven, that's in the late March of that year, she was dancing and drinking champagne at a wedding, and in July 2006, she received a clean bill of health. Now, now, does she credit that to God? Being in Hong Kong, I was interested. <laughs> Marjorie attributes her rapid turnaround and recovery to a profound change in her mind and heart. She is one of the most famous near-death experiences recorded, like many NDRs. And during her coma, she felt she had left her body. Now, in her book, Dying to Be Me, and on the NDE Research Foundation website, she reported accurately hearing a conversation between between her husband and doctor that took place 40 feet away from where her body was laying. She felt free of suffering of her body and she was in a different dimension where she was engulfed in a total feeling of love. She says, I became aware that if I chose life, my body would heal very quickly and I would see a difference not in months, but in weeks, but days. 
Now, she was given the choice to come back to life or to die. And right. she became choice. She became aware that if she chose life, her body would heal very quickly. It would see a different in not months or weeks, but days. And that if she did indeed, what would happen after that when she woke from her coma? Wow. She would also realize that fear had caused her cancer and that love would cure it. When people have medical treatments for illness, it rids the illness only from their body, but not from their energy. So the illness returned, she said. I realized if I went back, it would be with the very healthy energy. Now, Peter Coe, an MD and assistant clinical professor of the University of California, heard about Marjorie's recovery and decided to investigate. With her permission, he gained access to her medical records and he surmised what they discovered in those files. He concluded, her recovery was certainly remarkable based on his own experience and opinions of several colleagues. He was unable to attribute her dramatic recovery to her chemotherapy. Now, Jeffrey Long, the MD, is an oncologist practicing in Humora, Louisiana now. Uh, he also studies NDEs and found that NDEers website where Marjorie first shared her experience publicly. His reaction to her story was this, as a doctor that treats cancer, I am fascinated by Anita's astounding recovery after being very near death from her malignancy. The NDE literature contains other accounts of remarkable and even apparently medical inapplicable healing following an NDE. And He's sharing Anita's experience will encourage more research in to the fascinating impact of NDEs. Near-death experiences, that's, like I say, I don't want to have one. You've had several. Well, it, 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 you just counted as one because I didn't wake up after that for three months. But, you know, that's another thing left that I... I had forgotten until you read that story. Um, I don't, I was on dialysis those three months. None of my organ, my organs systematically shut down one by one. So I was on dialysis. I have no kidney scars. Wow. Jesus. I was, I was, I had a feeding tube. I had um, a, a colostomy bag. Um, my liver wasn't working. I don't have any liver scars. I don't have any liver problems. I don't have any kidney scars. All my organs are functioning properly now, which is amazing. That's that's the true miracle. So all the damage that was done was gone when I woke up as well. Um, I have never heard one about cancer either. That's that's incredible. I do believe what she said about the energy, though. Absolutely, you I, you've got to change. You've got to change your heart and mind as well as do the physical because um it uh yeah you, you've got to have that zest for life and the, the will to keep on going right now you know what else will help is if you uh go to getwellmojo.com and getwellmojo.com now they have where you can become a full-time member and get regular supplement 
notes from them, or you can just pop in and do it a la carte and get what you need for what you think you might need. And it's real easy to find. All you have to do is go to getwellmojo.com and at checkout use the promo code uh, Daily Mojo. And uh, I, I would like to add, Lep, um, I use this company, and each time, each if you subscribe, you get ten percent off. If you use the code, you get another ten percent off. Mm. If you um, become okay, wait. If you subscribe to the supplement, you get five percent off. If you become a member, you get ten percent off. And if you use Mojo, you get another ten percent off. Ooh, so you can get up to twenty five percent off of each thing you get. Wow! And, see, that's not uh, yeah, pretty cool, and it's free shipping. Ooh, that's even better. Yeah, <laughs> you can't stick that with a beat. And all you got to do is getwellmojo.com. Getwellmojo.com. Now, you were saying about uh, needing more God in our lives. Here's one where an atheist doctor became a believer after his NDE, and uh, it leaves you wonderstruck. He uh, goes on to say, went to the emergency room of the hospital because of a bad reaction to a tech. I have to save that one for another one because that was the bleep, and I know it ain't going to let me do the whole story in okay. like minute and a half or whatever it is we have until the end. Okay. Miss Coogs, I so appreciate <laughs> having you on today. Thank well, you. Thank for you for having me. Experiences. <laughs> I felt a little unprepared, but I think it went okay. But <laughs> you have doed it. See, I, I, I haven't. I've, I've not been there. Don't really. Not looking forward to prying it. So, yeah. <laughs> your experiences were great to, uh, for everybody. I appreciate you being on and talking about it because I, I know it's got to be, you know, bring up lots and lots of bad feelings and memories. Um, it, but like I say, each time I tell it, it gets better and better and better. So, and I don't mind telling it because it is a fabulous story. I am a walking, talking miracle, as my mom would say. <laughs> See, and that's that's it's important. We have you now, and we're glad right. you are. Music should be kicking on here any second. Okie dokie. It's like this goes. Thank you again. Remember, everybody, stay have a good happy. weekend, everybody. Stay healthy <laughs> and above uh, all, stay true to yourselves. Absolutely. I always just always it's like I can see it. It's like any second now. <laughs> there it comes. <laughs> I hate being deaf. Thanks again, honey. Peace out everybody. is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.